Hey, hey, y'all. If you want to head to our website to check out all the different things Pizzazz offers, then just head to pizzazzart.com. That's P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. You will see our online memberships. We've got kids club memberships, our lettering club membership, our one project a month membership. We call that paint and praise. You will see some freebies that we've got there for you. And you'll see our local classes if you're local. So head to the website, check it out, pizzazzart.com, P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. Hey, hey, y'all. This is Casey Hope from the Here's Hope podcast, and I'm excited to be with you today. Let's dive into a little bit of God's Word and finding a little bit of hope in the middle of the chaos. Over the weekend, I saw a post that one of our Lettering Club members made, and it was that Sarah Young had passed away. Now, I don't know if you recognize the name Sarah Young, if you've ever heard of her before. She did not seek the limelight. She was not somebody that you saw on TV and interviews and all over the place. But she did amazing work in her writings of the devotion, Jesus Calling. I bet you've heard of that. (laughs) Jesus Calling is a super popular devotion that has touched the lives of so many people, including me. I started reading a little bit about her just because in this post that was shared about her life, it shared some things that I didn't know. Now, I again, I have been blessed by that devotional for years. I have read it and reread it and I have bought it for gifts and I have bought it leather bound and I've bought it in so many different formats because if you're not familiar, I think so many people know what Jesus Calling is, but let me explain it just in case you are not familiar with it. It is a devotion that, you know, one devotion for every day of the year, and they're dated. So you can open it up to today and read about it. And the top portion reads as if God is speaking directly to you. But that top portion of the reading is really her words, kind of putting it as if God was speaking to you, and then followed up by some scripture from the Bible that kind of shows you that, yes, this does reflect his character. This is not just, you know, some random, you know, thoughts. This does reflect his character. And I found it very interesting as to how she came about that form of writing as I was reading about her. But it's really, it's just such a great devotional to read that first little snippet and then to read the the verses that follow. And I cannot tell you how many times that has just spoken to me, like exactly what I needed for the day. Because Scripture is alive. Scripture is active. Scripture will speak to you just what you need. And I have heard that not just in my own life, but in so many people saying, man, this was exactly what I needed today. I mean, that's when I just see the Holy Spirit and his work and the word of God being alive and active. And so, I've, like I said, I've been touched by her work for years and years. But what I did not know is the different ailments that she had been through. And so when this lettering club member had posted a little snippet of her life, it got me really curious. And I started reading a little bit more. And I was surprised to see that she had had, um, you know, two different surgeries for melanoma. I believe she had, it says a misdiagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome, but also Lyme disease, um, persistent vertigo. I believe she passed away with a a cancer, I believe. And so she had a lot of different ailments. And it said that there were times where she could not even leave. Like she was homebound for 
20 hours at a time not being able to, you know, do much other than just stay at home. And it just, that kind of shocked me. But then I started thinking, you know, she has not ever been someone who we see a lot in the media. And I think that reflects a lot of her character, you know, not seeking fame and all eyes on her, but really wanting to, um, you know, just to let the words point to Jesus. But at the same time that I was reading that about her and about her, these different ailments that she had and about her life, I just started to make me just think about all the people that I know that are also suffering with different things that kind of keep them homebound. Some people that are near and dear to me, and I'm sure you too, sometimes they are unexpected things that have come up with surgeries or unexpected sicknesses that have caused them to, you know, just be home for six weeks, eight weeks, an indefinite amount of time. And I think that can kind of get lonely. And when I was reading this about her, I just thought like, man, there's a lesson even in her life. Like even in just looking at her life, there is a lesson of God still wants to use you because what she would do, she said, you know, as I'm reading more about her life and it's very interesting, there's not a lot out there about her. She didn't do a lot of interviews or different things, but as I was reading it, you know, she said that she started to experiment with prayer journaling and, you know, just kind of journaling down your prayers. But then she would also experiment with, I believe she called them listening prayers. So, you know, a prayer journal, often we think of, you know, grab a book, start writing out your prayers. But listening prayers is when she would just get quiet and listen to what she felt like the Lord was saying and capture that, capture it on the page. And a lot of that is what you read in Jesus Calling. Those promptings that she felt that the Lord was speaking back to her is what she would write on the page. Now, before I move on, I know there has in the past been controversy around that. Like, well, does, you know, does she think that the Bible's not good enough? And no, like she never claims to be adding anything to the Bible. She never claims to, you know, have a divine word. It was just a different way of kind of wording things, taking the scripture, God's character that's clearly in the scripture and kind of a different way of wording things to communicate a little bit differently. So I thought it was just, just interesting how she used a time of what some people might think, woe is me. Like, I can't do anything. I can't do the things that I used to could do. And she turned those prayers and those writings into something that blessed so many people. And one of those, those takeaways is just that God wants to use your weakness. Not only can he, but he, he desires to. We see that in scripture. For 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says, but he said to me, and this is Jesus talking. He says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Jesus's power is made perfect in weakness. You know, we all have different weaknesses, but for whatever reason today, as I was praying about God, who do you want me to, you know, where is the listener at? What do you want me to say? For whatever reason today, the person that is put on my heart, is that homebound lady, whether it's been for years, whether it's new and they don't know how long, and maybe it's not completely homebound. Maybe it's just can't be as active as I once was. I'm thinking about my grandmother when she broke her hip and couldn't get around quite like she could before, and she just felt confined to a space and her whole world was rocked. I think about the ladies who write me and tell me that 90% of their time because of different sicknesses, they're having to stay inside. I think of friends who are just recovering from surgery right now, and it's going to be two months of a very still and quiet time. 
where they're going to have to be dependent on other people to do a lot of things that they used to could do. And that is a weakness. And that is who God has just put on my heart to remind them that like you are still used even in this season. He still sees you even in this season. His power is made perfect in weakness. Your weakness helps you to be more dependent on God. And I know we don't love that sometimes. Like we want to be in control. We want to be dependent on ourselves. and being dependent on God sometimes can be hard now because it's like, okay, all I got to do is mm, trust what that's hard. But in those times of weakness, it does strengthen that dependence on God. And then also your weakness can oftentimes serve as your ministry. Second Corinthians one, three, and four. Say, praise be to the God who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. Your weakness can often turn into your ministry. Again, this is true for any weakness, but for whatever reason, God just has the, the lady who is at home on my heart today, the lady who feels like maybe they have lost a sense of purpose. You have not, you have not, you have not. And I think that, you know, we see, we see what Sarah Young did as far as, you know, just even when she couldn't, you know, get out as much, she daily prayed for the people who would be receiving that devotion. And I think I don't, I I really want to highlight the power of prayer and the written word. We see that in her life, but I've seen that in so many people here, just in my local church, prayer and the written word. If you are not sure of how God wants to use you, this just might be a little push in the direction of prayer and the written word. And let me explain because prayer is powerful and there's a whole generation of people who are not accessing that power. And I am scared that we are losing some of the prayer warriors that have come before us. There is a man, he's passed on now, but he went to church with us and I would hear of people that would, you know, go over with him and go on walks with him. And as he would walk, he would recite his prayer list that he had memorized that was like pages. And they would say they would go into his house and they would look at the table next to the couch and there would be pages of a prayer list that he would write, update, pray over. And again, on those walks. And I remember him telling me this one time. I was in a, some sort of a Bible study with him. And again, he was much older. And he would just say, if you can combine praying with exercise, like it's just so good. It's like your brain and it's spiritual and it's physical. And I remember him saying that, like when he would swim laps, he would be praying. When he was walking, he was praying. But then to hear somebody else say that they would go on a walk with him and he just started out loud going down that prayer list. It was just so encouraging. And so Oftentimes, when maybe you can't do all the millions of things that you used to do, that can be a gift because prayer is powerful and we need more prayer warriors. And then also the written word. Another lady that went to our church, just the power of the written word. She had some things that caused her to be uh, a little bit disabled and um, at home a lot and couldn't do a whole lot, but she could write. And you know what she did? She got the list of everybody at our church and for every birthday, like every birthday for years, everybody at our church got a birthday card written from her, delivered to the mailbox (laughs) and for years and years and years. And her ministry was that written word and making sure that nobody was forgotten on their birthday. Also, just think of the sweet kind notes that we got 
when we were newly married, we would get just handwritten notes from different people in the church that were farther along in their in their journey. And they had had some weaknesses and they just wanted to share with, and encourage with us ways to to protect our marriage and encourage us to pray together and so many things that were just so beneficial. And it was just the written word. It was a card in the mail. And there's just a lot of power with prayer and the written word that I don't want you to negate. And we see that with Sarah Young. She had the written word, her prayer journal, her listening prayers that she shared with the world. She continued to pray years after that book was published. She prayed over it for every person who would read it. And I think we absolutely saw the answers to those prayers. There are 45 million copies of that book that were sold. 45 million copies. And every single day has scripture. Every single day has God's word on it. She didn't go on a book tour. She didn't. I mean, we don't even hardly know her. I don't even know what she looked like until I looked her up. She didn't go on some big flashy look at me, you know, and and that's how so many people nowadays have to sell books. And that's just the way it is. But not her book. That book that was so a reflection of what some might think was, you know, during times of weakness just bless so many people. And so I just want to close today just to encourage you that that God has put you on my heart today. If you are somebody that is at home, like I said, even for a season or for a long time, you are seen, you are loved, and God still wants to use you. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you would share this with a friend. That is how we are going to get the word out that this even exists. So share this with a friend, share it on social media, and be sure to subscribe so you will get notified when a new podcast releases every single Monday. Thank y'all.